welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I would like to talk to the international community and ask them to speak up for Zimbabwe. Okay, so I write for um, an African community of women called Tikisi. Um, it's a blog, but it's bigger than a blog. So there are Af- African women who live in different parts of the world who come together to share their voices in this blog. And um, it's an amazing platform. So we have a WhatsApp group as well. And in this WhatsApp group, something happened two days ago someone wrote something very long and i was wondering what it was about so obviously one of our writers she's from zimbabwe and she went on and on about what was going on which really shocked me because in her whatsapp message she said that she's been she's had a gun an ak-47 pointed at her by the military in zimbabwe pointed at her at gunpoint they've asked her to strip naked They've threatened to rape her. They've threatened to rape other women. She's scared and harassed when she's going to work. Sometimes she's even turned back from going to work because they say she doesn't have a good enough reason to go to work. Um, People are stopped from going to work. There's a curfew of 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sometimes even before 6 p.m. they start to harass people. So people are not able to work. Even with the pandemic that's going on, with the little that they're able to do, they're still not able to do it because of the unrest and they're afraid. So there's a lot of hunger. People are not able to afford food, housing and bills and all of that. She went on and on and talked about um, people, women who are about to give birth, but they don't have enough medical facilities. They don't have anything. The place is in chaos. And if you try to speak up, you'll be abducted and all of that. It went on and on. And someone else responded to that message and said, it is so sad that other people are not talking about it. It is sad that other Africans are not talking about it. The international community is not talking about it enough. And even those of us here, We haven't been talking about it, which is so sad. And I had to apologize. I said, look, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on in Zimbabwe. I haven't heard anything, but I will do my research and trust that definitely I will talk about it. So I went on Twitter and I saw a tweet that said, we thank everybody far and near for raising their voice in support of Zimbabweans who continue to be abducted, tortured, and persecuted for demanding a free society. That really shocked me. Then I said, okay, now this is very serious. It's worse than I thought. It's shocking to me that I hadn't heard anything about it before now. So I went and I did my research so I could bring it to you and let's talk about it. Okay, so now we all know that Robert Mugabe was the president of Zimbabwe and he was ousted as president in a coup in 2017 2017 he had ruled as president for 37 years now here's what i don't understand with my continent africa i don't know how people feel that they can rule as presidents for years like it's their right like it's their family that have the royal rights to rule a country for years how do you take power seize power and refuse to relinquish that power It is crazy how in Africa you just want to stay there and you rule for 30 something years until there's a coup. 
And a lot of people, when they rule for so many years, their sons take over. Like it's their rights, their family rights to inherit the throne or something or the office of the president. I don't get it. They don't even want elections. They don't want politics. They don't want anything. If you're an opposition, you're in trouble, which is a problem that I, I have with the African continent. And I am insisting on saying that it should be passed into law that every country should do it the way other countries are doing it. Every country should have a four-year rule. You can have second term if you go and have another election and you're voted back in. If you're not voted back in, you leave the office. If people say four years is too short to achieve anything, okay, fine, make it five, make it six, but it cannot be 10. It cannot be 15, let alone 37. How? What are you doing? The Zimbabweans, who were tired of repression, mismanagement, and corruption, decided to gather for a peaceful protest. I think this happened last week. Although, I think the last week of July, yes. From all indication, Mugabe's successor, President Emerson Nangagwa. I think I got it wrong. It's Nangagwa. Yes, Nangagwa. Is turning out to be worse than Mugabe himself, which, which is shocking because how can you be worse than someone who ruled for 37 years and in three years plus, you are already, you are already doing worse. Now, in response to that protest that they had in the capital, Harare, security services shut down most of the city, arrested several government critics and forced more into hiding. This new president is 77 years old. That's another thing. I don't know when Africa will realize that we need to have younger people running countries. We need younger people. We need women. We need more female presidents. Like we had Ellen Johnson in Liberia. We need younger people and female presidents. Enough of this. Enough of the recycling. It's like power just rotates among the same group of people. Same old people. 70 something. 70 and above. 60 and above. How, what do you want to do at that time? When you should be retired? When you should be planning for your family and your children's children and resting somewhere? Instead you want to come and rule a country. The thing that hurts me the most about this whole thing is that this new president of Zimbabwe is said to be Mugabe's most trusted sidekick. So he was already being prepped. He was already being groomed to take over. So what do you expect when you take over from a president like Mugabe and you now come in and you were his most trusted sidekick? Wow. Nangagwa. This is it. Worse, according to the people of Zimbabwe, worse. He has charged about 22 Zimbabwean human rights groups in three years for treason. For treason. How? How is that possible? The protest was a highlight. The abduction and the unlawful arrests of these activists, including a lawmaker, is, is dumbfounding. The way they did it, the way they abducted these people, the way they beat them, they were beaten. And guess what? The females that were a part of this protest were sexually assaulted by people that they, they described as wearing plain clothes, but they were government agents. They were beaten, some were abducted, and the females were sexually assaulted. Now get this, this is the part of the story that really kills me. When they treated these victims in the hospitals, after being treated for sexual assault, the government now decided, decided to charge them 
with false accusation. Now, how is it false accusation if you're being treated in a hospital for something that you said was being done to you? You were sexually assaulted, you were treated at the hospital, and then the government now decided to say that you it's false accusation. How did you falsely accuse them when this actually happened and that's why you're getting treatment? I don't understand. The country is like up in arms. They are very upset, especially because of an investigative journalist, Hopewell Chin Ono, who had helped reveal a possible corruption scheme involving the country's health minister, Obadiah Moyer. He was abducted, he was locked up, and guess what? This journalist has been denied bail. At this point, I'm going to ask my Nigerian brothers and sisters if this sounds familiar. I will explain why I asked that question later. Now, there's a person called Sisi Dangaremba who was long-listed for the Booker Prize for her novel, This Mournable Body. She was detained three days after trying to assemble, after her book was nominated for this award, for this British Literary Award. Three days later, when she was trying to assemble with the protesters, they abducted her. They detained her. That is crazy. Now, Already, Zimbabwe already had a problem. Even before the pandemic broke, Zimbabwe already had issues. The hospitals there lacked enough drugs, ventilators, personal protection equipment, and even staff because many of their doctors and nurses had moved abroad in search of better pay or gone on strike to protest their low wages. So already in the, in the health field, it was a mess. Their health minister, he himself was a mess because he was fired in July after buying coronavirus supplies at inflated prices through a multi-million dollar contract with an obscure foreign firm that was signed without the approval of the relevant state authorities. And this is according to court documents. How is it possible that your health minister is already extremely fraudulent? Then what do you expect the health sector to be like? How do you expect them to have enough facilities? How do you expect them to take care of their people? How do you expect the doctors and nurses to be able to work when they don't even have enough protective gear to protect themselves? Who wants to work in that kind of environment? Already it's a problem. Now, leaders of the president's party. Now, imagine this. Now, I'm going to ask my American brothers and sisters if this sounds familiar. Leaders of the president's party had urged supporters, their supporters, to take on protesters. Like, if you see any protester, if you see people coming to talk against the president or speaking against the president or advocating or being, an, or being activists, you, can, you have the right, you have the permission to take them on. America, does this sound familiar to you? It's happening over and over again. The whole country of Zimbabwe the whole country's public hospitals have only one functional mammogram machine. Mammogram machine that's used to test for breast cancer. And trust me, from what I gathered, Zimbabwe has a very high rate of breast cancer. They have only one functional mammogram machine. How? Now, remember when I asked my Nigerian brothers and sisters if this whole idea of the investigative journalist Hopewell, him being arrested and denied bail, if it sounded familiar? Now, don't you remember the same thing happening to Omoyele Showore of the Sahara TV, Sahara reporters in Nigeria? And until the American government intervened, he was locked up for months. Yep until his wife stood up, until social media stood up, until everyone stood up and spoke against this, like, dehumanization. Until America stood up and really threatened before they released this man. 
And guess what? This man is a permanent resident of the United States of America. If they can do it to someone like that, imagine what they do to citizens every day. Nigerians suffer this. Africans suffer from this. How is it possible that we do not have a democracy? But we say we live in a democratic continent. We can't talk. We can't oppose. We can't speak our minds. We can't practice our, our religion freely. We can't be ourselves freely. We can't, we can't say this is not good. We can't even ask for what is rightfully ours. No, we can't. You try it. You're abducted. You're kidnapped. You're tortured. You're arrested. You're denied bail. How long? How long are we going to continue like this? We are calling on the international government to speak up and save the people of Zimbabwe because enough is enough. The people are crying. No food, no drugs, no dignity, no human rights, no freedom. How long would this go on? I'm very happy and grateful for the people that are raising their voices about this. People like Benjamin Dube, people like the celebrity Tandy Newton. People like the former president of Liberia, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. So, ladies and gentlemen, please use your social media. Use your time. Use, use everything that you have at your disposal. And let's speak up for Zimbabwe. It's happening to everyone. But when we speak up for each other, the word spreads faster. And we'll find better solutions. Don't fold your hands and sit on the sidelines. You never know tomorrow. Let's all come together as one Africa and speak up for the people of Zimbabwe. Hashtag free Hopewell. Hashtag free Jacob. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love.